What an awesome video and a great way to open up the boat boss, especially that I'm on a boat. <laughs> Welcome to the boat boss. <laughs> I'm Kim Swears. I'm the host of Boat Boss, where we sit down each week and we talk to CEOs and executives and movers and shakers from around the globe. And they tell us how they live, work, and play on the water. Actually, my day job is actually one of the managing partners of FB Marine Group, and Boat Boss is something that I do to promote the boat business. And so we have another Boat Boss on the show with us today, someone who does not need an introduction because everybody knows who boat, who the CETO is. So uh, Kristen Fraunhofer, president of CETO, welcome to the Boat Boss. Hey, thanks for having me, Kim. Excited to be here. <laughs> so I'm. it's 80 degrees here. How cold is it where you are? Uh, it's, it's, it's freezing. Um, there's still a little bit of the blizzard going on outside right now, but we're, <laughs> we're still making it work. You know, there, there's some real benefits to living in New York though, during the summer, great boating in New York. No, you're absolutely right. So how's the family? How's mom? Family's, family's great. Mom is awesome. She is loving life. She's especially loving life because my brother and I both got boats in the past two years. So she goes oh, nice. out boating with us and so Brother, what boats? Sister-in-law, niece and nephew. We're all good. <laughs> so tell me, tell me what boats you guys got. Um, so uh, my fiance and I actually got a Lures 41. Nice. Um, he, he wanted the sport fishing. I wanted the comfort. So it's a 41 convertible. So it's perfect for both of us. The good co compromise boat. And uh, my brother actually got a, a 45 Sea Ray Express. I love it. I love so it. So you're enjoying well, the family boat. Well, beautiful, beautiful boats. Enjoy them. Thank you. We're, that's our plan. And nothing better than this past summer of enjoying boating. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. So let's take it back 35 years uh, when your dad, who was a visionary entrepreneur, uh, saw a need. Um, take us back 35 years ago. 
on how your dad came up with the concept and brought it to where it is today. Here's a picture of your dad. Yep, that's Captain Joe. Um, and back in, I'll tell you, back in 1983, he uh, got wind that the Coast Guard Reauthorization Act was going to privatize on-water assistance. Um, and the Coast Guard was no longer going to provide the service. And he had always wanted to make his living full-time on the water. He, he always had some involvement in a marine business, worked at dealerships. He had a water skiing business, parasailing business. We could go on for days about all the businesses he started and that we ran as a family. Um, but he saw CETO and said, you know what, I, I can do this and I can provide on water assistance. And from day one, he incorporated CETO as CETO Services International Inc. And he had the vision to say, we can build a new industry. Mm -hmm. um, and he did. And we, you know, I was 12 years old when CETO started back in 1983. And here we are today. You know? So, so Kristen, at what point did your dad turn to your mom, Georgia, and you, your brother and you and say, we have something here. We have a, a good model. Let's take it into the franchise space. Tell us about that. Uh, well, he he was always very confident in himself and his decision. So from day one, he's like, we've got something here. We just have to build it. And, and a big portion was educating the boating public the first 10, 15 years about private on-water assistance versus calling the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. um, as we started growing our network, um, we moved from a licensing to franchising model in 2000 and 2001. Um, and it, what that really did was it gave our CETO owners on the local level more security in their business, um, more uh, ability to, to grow it, um, and to, you know, it, it really elevated the professionalism of everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and to this day, you know, we have a, our CETO Palm Beach franchise owner has been with us for 35 years. Wow, um, I've, I've known Will since I was a kid. Um, and Captain <laughs> Will is, you know, hey, Captain Will, <laughs> hey, Captain Will, <laughs> um, and Cito Palm Beach. And, you know, they like you, you look at how everyone has grown the business together. My father had yeah. the vision and ideas. We had a Cito network of mm -hmm. owners that said, mm -hmm. we're going to make this happen. And we all grew it together um, over time. And now we're, you know, the premier on water assistance provider in the United States, Puerto Rico. We even have Cito, Cito Europe operates by themselves too. <laughs> so, so you know, Fred DeLuca, who was the CEO of Subway, did the similar thing where he started out, went with his family and friends. And is that what you guys did where you reached out to, you know, people that you knew to take your franchise model and make it successful? Um, interestingly enough, um, no. Um, <laughs> so we, we operated Cito Eastern Long Island um, mm -hmm. in addition to Cito International. Um, and then through, you know, connections and kind of looking in different areas, um, my father found other boating enthusiasts who cool. were also entrepreneurs and said, I'm willing to take a risk. Yeah. Um, and they started with us and, you know, I think Seto Rhode Island, Seto Palm Beach, Seto Maryland mm -hmm. Central Chesapeake. Um, and they were sort of the pioneers along with our family of building out what is the on-water assistance industry mm -hmm. today. Um, yeah. And fantastic. It, it's, well, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And then that just sort of grew. And it was really about people seeing opportunity and, and coming to us and saying, we can do this. Well, it says a lot about your dad. I mean, he obviously was a very well connected person being in the business and that mm -hmm. people, you know, build it and they will come and that's what happens. So hats off to him and to his legacy. Yeah, he, he didn't give up on anything ever. 
Um, so he would just keep, you know, he would keep going. And, and the important thing, and I'll say this over and over again was he had vision and he had ideas, but if mm -hmm. not for my mother, yeah. keeping everything running and executing so much on the, on the back end, there would be no CETO. Um, I love it. So my mother, Georgia was definitely sort of, she was much more quiet. Um, she's the first one to say she didn't know what she was capable of until there she is. There's yeah, there she is. There's Georgia. Yeah. You know, I love it. She's like, I was a school teacher, and now look what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> you know. She's like, all those skills she learned, she was able to apply other places. That's um, fantastic. And, and she made lots of things happen. She's a she's a mover and shaker, and I hear she's a hugger she too. So I can't wait to give her a hug when we uh, pass this COVID uh, period. Absolutely. <laughs> So at what point did your dad do uh, the transition to you and your brother? He was very forward thinker and said, um, I don't want to, you know, obviously I want to give this to my kids and leave a legacy. When did that happen? Um, you know, it's interesting. They, we always had family businesses growing up. So my brother and I always worked for our parents. Um, so when we went to, after college, my brother and I actually both went a different path and sort of had our own careers. Um, which I think was critical to us sort of saying, we're going to go out and do our own thing, support ourselves, mm -hmm. learn what it's like working elsewhere. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years um, of Spanish and French. My brother um, ran cargo ships. Um, wow. He's got his chief mate's license, all seas, all oceans. What, he can operate whatever. He ran car carriers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but the, you know, but when we started as the, as we started switching into that franchise model um, in 2000, um, it became clear that the business had gotten to the point where it could sustain my brother and I eventually coming back into the business. We always worked for CETO. We, we always did something, whether it was working the call center, working the phones, or we, even when in our other careers on breaks, we'd still work for CETO. Um, so we, so really in 2000, my brother sort of transitioned back into the business. Um, and then in 2003, I actually quit teaching and came back full time to the business. Um, and the key to it was my mother and father always wanted to make sure we did every job. Mm -hmm. So if the garbage needed to be taken out, you take out the garbage. If envelopes need to be stuffed, you stuff envelopes. I worked the call center for many, many years. I worked membership department for many years. You know, you, you really had to learn the business. Absolutely. Um, so you could do every aspect of it. And, and I think that was critical to a family business is oh, you can't just come in and be like, I got it all. No, no, no. You have to learn. <laughs> well, that's great um, words of wisdom to people that have kids in their business or think that they want to you know, bring them back in, send them out and then they'll come back. And exactly. And, and you know, part of this also was, um, you know, as we started advancing in the company and building our skill sets and becoming more, um, in leadership positions, um, we also as a family sat back and said, okay, what's the succession plan? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we want to keep it privately owned. We want to keep it in the family. Um, we, we like our structure of family, not only at the corporate level, but at our local franchise level. Um, ultimately mm -hmm. everyone is, you know, locally small in businesses. Um, and we've put together a succession plan, um, an estate plan and everything else. And all that was actually critical to uh, when my, or, or really what happened, because my father actually ended up getting ill and passed away after only three months. Mm. Um, so we oh, had okay. to execute that plan much faster. Yes. Um, but luckily my mother and father had sort of set us up for success and knew where we were going. Um, and the business continued with, I'm, I'm going to say yeah. no stumbles. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> we're bigger yeah. now than we've ever yeah. been before. 
Well, that's fantastic, Lynn. Hats off to you and your family. I want to talk about the brand. The brand is yellow. You guys bleed yellow. We do when bleed I, yellow. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of boating since I'm in the boat business. And every time I go to any port, you know, go to through the inlet, one of your boats is there. And it gives, you know, it gives every boater a sense of comfort to see you guys there. It, it's it's mm-hmm. knowing that from, you know, each inlet I go to, I usually see one of your boats. How have you guys built such a fantastic, iconic brand? Um, I really think it's it's a matter of providing and the services that we say we're going to provide at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to the credit of our team at Cito International, as well as our network of franchise owners. This is what they love. They love being on the water and they love helping people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always say, you know, help from Cito doesn't always come at the end of a tow line. True. Um, we're about much more than just towing you. Our mission is actually to help people enjoy their time on the water. Mm-hmm. So if we can help you get through that inlet safely, um, yes. if we can tell you where the best you know, oyster bar is nearby that you can go to, or you're traveling and we can help you find a marina, that's all the things we're about. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, we're there to help our CTO members enjoy their time yeah. on the water. And if the unexpected happens, we're there to help and get you home safely. Um, and I think it's just been important okay. to deliver on our promise over the years. Exactly. Well, they say, you know, brand isn't a thing, it's everything. And it's and it's really the foundation is customer experience. And it's so obvious that, that you do that very well. I'm going to roll film on uh, one of your promo videos. I think it will really drive home the high level of customer experience that you deliver to your customers day in and day out. So roll film. Boating is freedom. But when something goes wrong, you need help fast. That's why when it comes to on-water assistance, response time is everything. Seato captains are on scene in an average of one hour or less, getting members home and back to boating faster. Servicing over 500 ports nationwide, our captains helped tens of thousands of boaters last year alone. Don't wait in line for service. We're coming to get you. And never be confused if what you need is covered or not. See why Cito has been the most trusted brand on the water since 1983. Call 1-800-4-CITO or visit cito.com slash boaters to join today. Cito, your road service at sea. Love it. Road service at sea. You're like the AAA of the waterways. Again, that's that's what we are from beginning to end, and you know I think yeah. it's also I always love watching all those videos because those are our actual captains. So whenever we're doing video shoots or photo shoots, we don't hire models. We want to we're we want to be authentic. This is who we are, and those are our captains. And mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So so there's a game heads up. Have you seen that? Do you have kids where you do this? Yeah, I, I, I don't have yeah. kids, but I have niece and nephew. So <laughs> you could easily put Cito, and people would get it like that. You know. So boat towing is it pretty much what comes to most safety. And um, mm-hmm. you're synonymous with with so many great words, 
that give us all comfort as voters. So congratulations on, on earning you. such a great brand. Um, let's talk COVID. COVID brought a yeah. ton of new voters. Voting, in your video, you say voting equals freedom. And that was a message that myself, my dealership, and, and pretty much everyone in the in the boating industry was trying to get out, get out on the water and, and experience yeah. freedom. Talk about how COVID affected you guys. Um, I think we, we had kind of the same experience every, everyone else in the marine industry had was why are people shutting down boating? Like literally like you can social distance well on a boat. Um, so, you know, late March, early April, um, it, it was a little concerning to us that there was so much boating being shut down and it was a little bit concerning as well that, you know, part of the reason was people weren't being responsible, like just be a responsible right. voter. So, yeah we actually took it upon ourselves and said, you know, no one's talking about social distancing on a boat. No one's talking about social distancing and what you should do or change. Mm -hmm. So we were the first ones to kind of say, okay, let's look at the CDC guidance. Let's look at what the states are providing guidance on. And we put it together into one piece talking about social distancing while boating and just got it out to everyone in the industry and said, here, share away. Let's all work together to keep people boating. And I think once it sort of, flipped in everyone's brains of like, wait a minute, we, you know, we, we can boat with just our family. We can Absolutely. limit our raft ups. We can, but we can still go out there and enjoy the water. And um, it, it was thrilling to have so many people boating this summer. Um, our That's volume great. was actually up 34% between Memorial Day and Labor <laughs> <Yeah>. Day. <laughs> so our, our captains were busy. There was no such thing as a Saturday anymore. Um, they were out there seven wow. days a week, all summer helping boaters and, it's well, we still, really we can still see it now in, in the southern states where boating's still active. They're cranking. Well, we really do appreciate what you guys did because because of those efforts, people actually listened. And I saw it a lot when I was on the water with my family. People were listening to what you were putting out there, the content um, and, and what we call the why. Because, you know, people do business with organizations for their why. You know, Simon Sinek believed in that, you know, start with your why. And that's a good leeway into your foundation. Um, you're Absolutely. very big into the community. Share with us um, what your why is at CETO. You know, as you know, said it earlier, sort of our mission is to help people enjoy their time on the water um, and to do it safely. Um, you know, back in 2007, my father said, I'm done. I've had enough. There's way too many accidents on the water. And we need to be a bigger part of helping to prevent these. And we founded the CETO Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit, um, and said, we're going to be part of the solution because no one That's wants right. to talk about the things that go wrong on the water. No one wants to see another boating accident. Boating is a super safe sport. Why are we not talking about that? And why are we not fixing the problems? So with our CETO Foundation, um, since 2007, we've actually built one of the largest, if not the largest, um, life jacket loaner program across right, the country. Yes. Um, the, the number one cause of fatalities and deaths on the water is drowning. And I think the stats are something like 80% of them could have been prevented if someone was wearing mm -hmm. a life jacket. Um, so as a foundation, we now operate through a network of volunteers, um, through other organizations, through CTO franchises, over 750 life jacket loaner stations throughout the United States. Um, where you have, you know, bringing friends and family on the boat once COVID's over, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have a life jacket, you need an extra life jacket for the day, you forgot yours at home. Um, 
borrow that yeah. life jacket and just know that while you're underway, if something unexpected happens, hopefully you're safe. Yes. Um, we've launched a sober skipper program, mm -hmm. reminding people that, you know, at least have the, at least have one designated sober skipper who's qualified to operate the boat. Because um, yes. that's the second right. largest cause of, you know, the second largest contributor to accidents, fatalities on the water is alcohol consumption. So we're really trying to promote being responsible boaters so that everyone can enjoy a fun and safe time on the water. Well, being part of the, uh, the solution, I said that to my son last night, don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution. So hats off to you. It's amazing, well, you. you know, keeping all of us safe. You know, alcohol fatalities, alcohol-related fatalities are big in South Florida. We're boating, you know, 24-7, 365. So uh, the message is quite clear, crystal clear. And thank you for your foundation and, and all the efforts that you're doing. Well, thank you. Our, the, the team does a great job at the CETA Foundation. So uh, when we see each other again, we're going to go um, have some dinner. I'm a foodie. You like to cook and you like food too, <laughs> I hear. So tell me a uh, favorite, favorite food. What is it oh for my you? Goodness, favorite food. Um, there's so many. I, I have to say, I'm a big fan of seafood in all varieties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. My, my recent favorite has actually been a, um, since it is winter up here, a little bit more of a savory dish. I've been doing like cod or halibut or any kind of white fish in a saffron broth. Oh, nice. Um, kind of like poached in a saffron broth with mm -hmm. artichoke hearts and potatoes on the side. It's a New York Times cooking recipe. It's Quite okay. delicious. Definitely. It's easy to do with any fish. <laughs> you need to email that to me for sure. Got it. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about your favorite restaurant. When I'm when I'm visiting you or anyone in, in your hometown, okay. give give a shout out to your favorite restaurant. Quite frankly, I have to say it's probably South Pole Fish Market. <laughs> um, so our, our local fish market is just awesome. Um, not only are they bringing in you know local fish and local catch every day. Um, but they do operate a restaurant as well. And when someone says, where do I want to go get the best seafood? I'm like, just go to the fish market. Um, and you're sitting at picnic tables outside, eating out of the, you know, the red and white cardboard containers. But oh my God, is it so good. <laughs> so good. Those are usually the best ones. They really well, are. It, well, shout out to the guys at the fish market. Yep. Charlie and Candace and the crew at the fish market. <laughs> oh, very good. All right. So I've taken so much of your time. It's been a totally enjoyable conversation and I look forward to seeing you in person after we get past this uh, COVID period. Absolutely. We'll have to do a little boating, Kim. Come on. We For go sure. <laughs> For sure. Well, as I say, I always sign off by defining your dreams, go after them, whether you buy, rent, charter, or borrow a friend's boat, go on a friend's boat, get on the water because there's nothing better than a lifestyle on the water. So uh, on that note, have an epic, epic day, everybody. Kristen, thank you so much. Give your mom, me. Georgia, a big hug and make we'll sure do. that <laughs> when she gets the boat boss hat, I want to see her in it. You got it. You'll get in the picture of it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Have an awesome day. Take care. You too. Kristen. Thanks, Thanks. Kim.